That's just not a line you hear every day. I gotta find my glory hole costume. <laughs> <laughs> Do a whack a dick and wear a turtleneck. <laughs> Well, Ryan was talking about trashy highway bathrooms earlier. So, Dave, Dave or Tony, you guys could dress up as a, a this. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds worse than how I pictured it. You could just put some used socks or towels on and be a male's room while he's maturing. Oh my be a god! What? I don't know how to say it without it sounding. I know, I know what she means. What did she say? I'm glad you two know. I don't understand this at all. (laughs) all. (laughs) The engineer always talking about. You engineered that joke, Brittany. (laughs) uh, Tony, you're always talking about how your kids, you find towels and socks, and you don't touch them. You tell them to throw them out. You either throw them away or pick them up. What are you suggesting we do? Dress up as a giant sock that's been masturbated in, Dave. That's <laughs> oh, what you're no, talking dude, about. that's just, you know. Brittany, all you had to do was say No, it. just a kid's room. Where's the just, kick her ass? a whole button. bunch of them over here. That's like the most, that, we can't put that on the podcast. Bikers Podcast, presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats, stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort, no matter your butt or budget. Are you following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers. Here we go. Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. Today, we actually have a special guest, Chelsea, who started her own motorcycle community, which is called Ride Sober. So welcome, Chelsea, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for, thanks for having me. That was actually pretty good, Brittany. Fuck. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. We may have to have her do that for the next I know. Weeks. Maybe that's your new job. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I can Not try. Regular. So Chelsea and I, we actually met briefly at Fuel Cleveland. We were both a little busy, so we didn't get to talk a lot. Um, but go ahead and tell us more about your organization for the rest of the guys here that haven't haven't met you yet. Sure. Um, so Ride Sober started as an Instagram page. Um, I got sober in 2020, and I've been around motorcycles my entire life. I um, My dad used to pick me up from school on his Harley Um, so this is like in my blood and when I got sober and I would go to motorcycle events, I would get really triggered because just partying and motorcycles just go hand in hand. And, um, I definitely partied hard while riding. Um, so on my own personal Instagram, I saw other riders post that they were sober, like, um, my friend Kevin and well, my friend Kevin, he lives in North Carolina, I believe. And then, um, another Kevin who lives out in California. So one day on my personal Instagram, I shared other sober riders. And one of my friends was like, Hey, you should make, you know, your own separate Instagram for sober motorcycle riders. And we just like thought about different names and the names that we had before were so lame. It was like clean bike, clean life. Um, But eventually (laughs) I know they were really bad, really bad. But eventually we came to Ride X Sober and the X is for like collaboration. Um, So we just post other sober riders just to bring awareness that, you know, we do exist in this community. And I think a lot of the time when people hear that we're sober, they think that we're different or weird or, you know, we don't have fun. We're just, I don't know. People think a lot of weird things things about it but we're just we're just like everybody else you would never know like seeing me ride or seeing me at an event so it's just yeah. bringing everybody together well cool. and we talked a little bit too about how some stuff like that in the community it's just there are a lot of people out there but since we don't talk about it they don't realize that they exist oh yeah yeah definitely yeah and this this podcast has kind of created kind of a group you know, like we, we mentioned before we came on about our meetup every year so it's, it's a lot of like-minded people we're not necessarily like 
party harders drink till 3 a.m., you know, doing all the crazy stuff that sometimes you see on Instagram. But I mean, when we get together, we have a good time. We do have people that come to the meetup that don't partake in drinking or anything like that. And they still have a good time. It, I mean, it can be done in case anybody oh, thinks yeah. it can't. Yeah. Yeah. And for Ride Sober itself, it's not recovery based. It's not based on anything political like that. It's whoever the writer is their own version of sobriety. So there are people on there who just don't drink when they ride. Um, there are people who are California sober. Um, it, it just really. <laughs> Wait, I'm California sober. You've never heard that? No, no, I haven't heard that. No, either. it's um, basically when you're sober from all substances except marijuana. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not nearly was, as was that a funny Tupac as it song? sounded. <laughs> <laughs> what does it sound like? I don't know. I, I just, I don't know why. It just sounded funny to me at first. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's, it's like you're it's, only sober when you're in California or it's, something. <laughs> it's become so common though. That's why she, that's why Chelsea called it California sober because I, I've heard it a lot and I knew what she was talking about when she said that. And so it's become all too common to use that phrase California sober. It's like, I have given up everything except. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But. I don't do drugs, just weed. Yeah, I don't do drugs. It's all natural. It's goddamn gateway drug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you you just said you just said a minute ago that um your your um Instagram page that you set up you you use the word political when you when you mentioned sobriety is there is there a reason why you would you, you would link those two together? Uh, like the word, like using the word politically. Well, because you or, just you just said you know we're we're not about. Um, I don't want to. I'm trying to paraphrase what you said when you were when you were talking about um, you know that you're not a recovery based. You know, you said we're not recovery based or anything political like that. So explain explain what do you mean by that? Because I I'm I I wasn't following that that line. So just we're not associated with any like. Um, like 12 step programs or any recovery based programs like that. I'm personally in AA, but I don't force those principles upon whoever is in right. They're like a part of ride sober. Right. Like it's not a requirement. You can be a part of it if you, yeah. That's cool. So if I don't want to, I don't want to get too personal anything, but was there a specific moment before you got sober where you said, I've got to make a change. I've got to do something different because I don't like the path I'm going down. Um, yeah, I, it, I remember it specifically. Um, I was in nursing school and um, I just got completely unplanned, blackout wasted. And um, at that point in my life, I, I didn't want to live anymore. And it, the thought just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, what if it's the alcohol? And, um, I mean, I come, both of my parents, well, my dad is an alcoholic. My mom, um, is an addict and I knew I could never go down the path of drugs. It honestly scared me too much. Um, but just alcohol was full blown me. And it, it was just a wake up call in a blackout drunk one night. Um, and then I, called one of my coworkers at the time who briefly said that she was sober. And I kind of just like dumped all my feelings on her. And she's like, I've been there. Let's talk. So. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Like I, said, I, wanted, I didn't want to get too personal. If it was going totally open about it. Okay. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Cause you, you said the word, you said the word party. And, and I thought that was really interesting too. And you said it earlier, like um, I I've never associated the word party with, Drinking or drugs, for instance, right? Really? I, no, and and which is which is bizarre. He because lives I, in almost Alaska. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I live. I live in yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I live about a hundred miles from the Canadian border, and and drinking here is a right is is a right of passage. I mean, it's it's just it's a way of life. I mean, I I call. Uh, um, we have people that go to the lake every weekend. I call them our lake alcoholics, right? Because they get obliterated from Friday to Sunday, but then they're completely functional during the week and don't drink at all. But mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're, they're, they're plastered every weekend. But 
Um, but I never, I never joined alcohol and drugs was synonymous with as with the word party, right? Because I think you can go to a party and those things don't have to be there, right? So I think that you can learn to be at a party or be in a party or in that situation and not include those things and still, you know, have a great time. And that doesn't have to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I understand what you're saying, but like, there are things in my brain that really like, I can't think about, like, for example, you saying partying doesn't necessarily mean to you drinking or Mm -hmm doing drugs that my brain really can't fathom that at all. Um, yeah. Somebody actually came up to me at fuel and they saw one of my shirts that say sober as fuck. And they associated (laughs) fuck with drinking. And I'm like, I don't know how that Mm -hmm. makes sense, but (laughs) I think there's a, a, like, kind of like you said, I see both sides of it where I have the same perspective as Ryan is. I don't think partying has to mean, any kind of like drugs or alcohol or anything but i think there's a lot of people in the world that really do like they pair it together and that's if there's a party you just automatically assume that there's going to be drinking and you know and it can i'm not personally sober i don't drink very much but i'm i can imagine that that's a lot to go through and a a huge change to go through in life when you you know you used to drink and you're choosing not to and then it's like you said, people just start thinking of you weirdly without meaning to. Like, they have good intentions, but, you know. What What are, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the challenges that you faced when you did that transition? Um, In the beginning, I was too, I was scared of what I was, the choice that I made. Um, so I lied to a lot of people when they were like, hey, let's go out. Um. So just avoiding the scene, honestly, my first year being sober was, I was like hit with all the emotions that I drank over. So I cried so much, just so much comes out. Um, And in the beginning, you kind of do just have to take a step back from your social life. Um, I did a lot of meetings. Um, I just surrounded myself with sober people. And I mean, my... I thought that I was going to be like healed once I hit a year, but there are times even, you know, I'm almost three years in where I do get a little weird at events and I'm like, I, I have to go. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a never ending thing. Well, I like when you, when you were talking about the different levels of sobriety, as far as what you were talking about, like some people, like you said that you support them, they just don't drink when they're riding or whatever. Um, I would consider myself a sober, sober rider in that respect. I don't, uh, drink and I don't drink and and ride my motorcycle. Um, but, but that's why I like the idea of right. A safe landing place at the end of the day. So I can have a beer or I can, you know, whatever at the end of my day. Um, I never had the constitution. Like I can't, it's not in me. I can't be an alcoholic or a drug abuser. I don't have the constitution. I just, I can't, I can't, uh, I I have a limit when I reach that limit, my body's like, okay, you're done. You've had, you've had enough fun and your day's over with. So, oh, you just got to push yourself, Ryan. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's, let's be honest about it. Your bladder's like that small. So it's 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 very difficult, you know, right. A third of a beer leaves the bottle. It is is for the toilet. Once I break that seal, it's every 12 minutes. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's no sense in. You just might as well just just hook it up and stand in the bathroom then if you're going to do that. (laughs) And the thing that I've experienced with this is like, it's not even just drugs and alcohol. Like the last event I worked, this girl came up and bought a shirt and she, her definition of being sober was not self-harming. She's like, I'm a hundred days from self-harming. And that was amazing. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. I didn't either. But, but that's, I mean, that's, that's very true. No, well, addictions are addictions, right? It's just the, yeah. the thing yeah, you're addicted to may change, is. but it's, it's the same principle. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Dave, you should get sober from that midget porn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I was going to say, I, I, you know, I don't ever, I don't 
think that I have ever had an addiction to alcohol. But um, being in a culture that embraces alcohol, and contrary to what Ryan was saying and, and Brittany, getting together to have a party usually always, in my world, involved uh, involved alcohol. And I, I had an incident. Um, I stopped drinking for for a long time, you know, because it, you know, I I, I don't want to say I blacked out. But I didn't remember a lot of stuff people were telling me that I did mm-hmm. the next day. And it was for me, it was a wake up call. Um, and the challenge that I had and, and tell me, Chelsea, if you if you kind of went through this, too. But when you still want to engage with those people in those environments, mm-hmm. suddenly you have to you, you, I mean, at least for me, I found that I had to defend myself. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, what, what's wrong with you? Just go ahead, have a drink. Or something. Nah, you know, and even now when we go out and hang, sometimes I might have a beer, but most of the times I'm drinking water or, or soda or something. Yeah. It's definitely bizarre that alcohol is the only substance you have to define not to take in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so. mean, I, I can, I guess I can relate a little bit. I mean, it's very different if you're, if you've chosen to be sober, but I mean, I have friends that every time they get together, they're going to be drinking, and it's not necessarily a problem, but there's definitely times now where, like, I just tell them, I'm like, look, I'm not drinking today, so if you guys are going to pressure me, I'm just not going to stay. I'm going to leave because I'm tired of the bullshit. (laughs) Just respect my decision, please. Tony, what's what's the line before you don't get triggered anymore? Well, I I don't know. Chelsea, for people that don't know out there and they may not i've been sober for 10 years uh i I quit drinking about 10 years ago and you know uh when people when i'm in a situation like that and people pressure me my line is man i'm a retired professional you know i've probably (laughs) spilt more beer than you've drank in your life so you know what i mean uh but now in the earlier days it was harder but now it's 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 a, it gets easier as time goes on. At least for me, it has. So now I can go and and hang out. And, and if stuff gets really sideways, I'm I'm usually pretty solid. If it's not, like Chelsea said, I just remove myself from the situation. Yeah. Um, and in the early days, like you all are asking, I had to change my whole friend group. You know what I mean? Because our friendship was based around drinking. Yep. Yeah. And then when I wasn't drinking, it made them uncomfortable. You know, and their problem all of a sudden became my my problem. You know, they're blaming me for their problem because I'm not drinking. It's making them uncomfortable. So, you know, you just have to. It's tough when you first start, but, you know, it's it's worth it for sure, because, you know, I was I was a I was a tough one. I I think it's interesting, too, that that uh, we, we think about motorcycling and drinking is is you know kind of goes hand in hand it's pretty synonymous i have a good friend of mine that rides in my riding group and he is also uh, a recovering alcoholic and uh, he's been sober since 2018 and he actually asked you a question that we'll get to later in our discord but um he he said to me he always has to have an escape plan so as long as he has a way out um you know he's he's always been fine but um for, for him, he had to kind of change everything. And then, um, you know, many of his behaviors, he had to, you know, do different things. And then whenever um, he started riding motorcycle, I know that his wife was pretty concerned, you know, like, where is he going to land? And so um, he ended up in, a, in, a, in our my friend group that uh, we're all, I, I would say, fairly responsible and, and don't really do. Um, you know, we don't drink and ride and, and, and those kind of things. And none of us are really, you know, really big drinkers anyway, it, just in, in, in any sense of the word. And so um, that was an easy transition for him. And then he always knew that he was in a situation where he was going to be safe and he was going to be, you know, kind of um, fine, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is a, is a is one of those things that you – I've taken it for granted so much now that actually we had a situation this summer and uh, we were riding in South Dakota 
and we had come back from a ride and one of my buddies said to him, Hey, he was like, uh, when we were on the road, he, he said, your back tire was all over the place. Couldn't you feel it? And he was like, no. And he goes outside and he looks at his bike and all the spokes on one of his back tires had broken off. His back tire, yeah, off of one side. On one side. So his back tire was just flopping like this. And he had his son on the back. And that just really elevated. So he actually went up to the bar and he comes back to our table and he had a can of beer in his hand. And I was like, whoa. I go, what are you doing? And then he turned it around and it was an N.A. beer. And so, you know, he just and he just sat down and he's like, uh, you know, and it was it was more or less one of those things like he realized he'd reached that point like, wow, this was happening on my motorcycle. I could have been in a very serious accident. My son could have been injured, whatever. And uh, I think he he might have been feeling a little bit of that trigger and that uh, that that N.A. beer that just, you know, that took the edge off. And, and you know, he was fine. But we were in a you know, in a, uh, we were at Sturgis, I mean, is where we were. And, uh, he was very fine. I mean, we were, went to downtown Sturgis. We were in a bar every single night, um, at our hotel and, and he was good. So, but he has to have that out. He has to have that, you know, that way where he knows he can escape the situation and then he's pretty fine. So, yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of Bob, he did leave a question in the discord. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there just because we're on the topic of Bob. Uh, Deep Freeze Bob asks and says, Statement first, being sober is one of the greatest gifts for those who suffer can get. What made you decide to make it public and grow a brand around the sober lifestyle? Some people are afraid to tell their story because they might slip and fall. Thanks for sharing your journey. Sober date, 9-14-18. Aw, that's awesome. Yeah. So what made me decide to be public about it? Um, honestly, this platform did because I think at the time, uh, Ride Sober became a business officially this year in February. And I think I started the Instagram page late 22. Um, I just had this idea to start this. And since I was the one to start it, I had to put me out there. Um, it was definitely a fear and it was a fear in the beginning of telling people because what if I do slip up? Um, so I think having a greater purpose of helping others made me want to be vulnerable and share that I was sober. Do you think that keeps you a little bit on the track now too? Oh yeah, definitely. Now now you're now, now you're, you, you have some more skin in the game, right? It's not just Mm -hmm. you. It's all the other people that are that are looking at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll tell you what, if I have to get sober for Mountain Dew, life's not worth living. <laughs> <laughs> there's no uh, sugar in Mountain Dew, Ryan. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> man, you gotta have something. You know, that's what right? I tell people all the time. I gave up everything, man. Give right. me a fucking bone here, you know. Right. I've given up every vice that I had. I yeah, at least give me caffeine or something. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Right? Was there a second half to that question? I can't remember. Uh, I think I think, you, so. I think you covered it. What, whatever <laughs> else he had to ask, I think was covered previously okay. on the show. So, Bob, thanks for sharing. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, that's a good dude right there, Bob. Yeah, he's a solid dude. Yeah, very solid. It's it's interesting being on being on this side of it and having you know more than friend more than one friend that's sober. Um, I, I I don't. It never occurred to me, number one, I mean, I think it would be a dick move to pressure someone, right? So uh, that never even occurred to me. But it never occurred to me to feel or, or you know, exert any type of judgment for somebody who has chosen to be sober or has made, you know, t- needs to be sober for health reasons or, you know, self-destruction reasons or whatever it is, but it never occurred to me that that would be a reason to judge them differently. Um, you know, about like being in the, in the motorcycle community. I just, I, I wouldn't, you know, there's the motorcycle community is filled with a ton of vices. Right. And so why would, why would we judge somebody who's, who's sober because there's all kinds of other shit that's going on in the motorcycle community too. So being sober seems like such a small thing. Usually the people that 
can drink casually, you know, have the one or two. They don't mm-hmm. throw judgment. It's the people that are heavy drinkers. Those okay. are the ones that that throw the yeah. judgment at you. It's because you're you're making them feel a certain kind of way. Okay, uh, you know, when you, unintentionally you are just by being sober, right? You, you know what I mean? It's yeah. You know, I think some of them feel maybe like judged or something too. Yeah. So I mean, it's I know, not like the casual drinkers. That's yeah. usually the problem. It's, I never, it's the I, semi-heavy drinkers. Sure. I never thought about it that way because, yeah, for me, it's just not a thing. Like, if somebody told me tomorrow you could never drink again, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, can't. for, for I mean, see, and th- to me, that doesn't compute because, you know what, if somebody gave me a beer, I'm drinking 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drinking one. And I'm probably chasing it with a fifth of whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not fucking around. I'm trying to get to A to B as fast as possible. Tony, do you remember at all, like, before before you chose to become sober, did you ever run into that situation where you had friends that weren't drinking and it was weird for you? No. <laughs> everybody He's like, I I'm just we drinking. It doesn't heavy. matter. Zero seconds. Yeah, we were all equal opportunity. You know what I mean? We, we did... We did not turn anything down and we didn't stop. And I mean, it got to be to where, you know, you were intoxicated more than you were sober during during the during the whole week. So, Mm. you know, things had to change. Hmm. You know, I used to wake up. My wife would be like, you need to go and apologize to them, her (laughs) and him. And I was like, God damn. All right. (laughs) Hang on. Give me a drink. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's funny is because we're talking about the biker community and I have the complete opposite experience. I don't, of all the people I ride with, of all the people I know in the community, I I don't think I know one person who's a heavy drinker. I, really I think don't. it's the community that we chose also. That's yeah. true. Even, I mean, I even, out, even outside of, of our family, right? I mean, just like yeah. the local people and stuff that that I hang with my problem um, is hanging out with younger people. What do you I mean, mean by I mean, that? That's creepy, Dave. He's like Uncle Percy. He's like, yeah, no. my problem <laughs> is on my boy sitting on my lap right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the, the culture that, you know, we, that is cultivated in younger people as they go through college and, you know, and, and, and that social scene and stuff. And, I've had a lot of occasions where I've had to remove myself from a situation, you know, because I'm not drinking and everyone around me is drinking and start making fun of me. And, you know, and they're you know playing these stupid drinking games, you know, and giving me a hard time because I don't understand how to play these drinking games. And I'm trying to explain to them when I was your age, I was in the army. We didn't need a fucking game to drink. You know, it was a very yeah. different experience. Um, but I, I have had found myself in, in, at times just having to walk away and shake my head, you know, at what I see. Uncle Percy just dropped the when I was your age line. <laughs> I, I trust me, trust me, could because you know, and at the same time, I've told them I've done more shit in my life that would like drain the blood out of your face, other than playing. Gosh, a, Dave, a that's game, very, you know? very dark. It's right, true. It is dark. You know, I, I, I think. And, and Chelsea, I don't know if this this happened to you, if there was a shift, but we talk about it a lot in our podcast. And I, I said it on multiple occasions. I actually just posted about it last week. Uh, I use the line, get in where you fit in, right? People oftentimes talk about how do I do this? How do I you know meet these kind of people? How do I find a group to ride with? Well, you go ride with them. And if it doesn't work out, then you find a new group because you realize that you, those aren't your people. You know what I mean? And, and that's like that. The motorcycle community is super clicky. Right. So you have to find you have to find and that I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying that it is you have to find the people that you want to ride with and ride with those people, you know, otherwise um, you're not going to um, you're not going to find your people. You're not going to find your crowd. You're not going to, you know, you might you might wash out of motorcycling altogether if you don't if you don't do that and and i say that all the time get in where you fit in because if you don't it's not going to work you know dave's in this transition period right now between motorcycling and trikes and you know he's got to move over to that trike crowd pretty soon uh because you know he's going to need a place he's going to need a place to put his to put his uh his french vanilla frappuccino thing that he likes to drink all the time Hmm. So Chelsea, back to something serious. Um, 
back to the have you stuff. have you had people reach out to you because of your platform and say hey i need help um a couple people have straight from the internet no but people in my personal life have um once i put it out there um yeah they definitely have which is such a great thing that people come to me now and you know that's another part of sharing publicly that I'm sober to, so people can feel comfortable. And I always, I don't post it often on my social media page, but if anybody is struggling in any way, they can DM me and I will hook you up with somebody in your area. Um, I mean, they say like women with women usually and guys with guys, um, somebody locally I know is having trouble with the law DUIs and stuff like that. And I was like, Hey, you need somebody to talk to. I know plenty of guys that ride who aren't affiliated with me personally. So, yeah. It's got to be a good feeling knowing that you're making an impact. Yeah. It's, um, um, it's very, I don't even know how to describe it. I, sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, why I'm just one person from a small town in Ohio. Like part of me has like imposter syndrome like somebody else or somebody bigger, somebody better should be doing this. Um, but that's just my own stuff. Well, you got to think everybody that started something started small. Right. Yeah. This is like well, this, yeah. this show, this shows a perfect example. None of us that they're like, we're talking about the original five. We, we no, but nobody knew who we were. Mm-hmm. We weren't like some, somebody that was already big in a media scene somewhere and joined a podcast or started a podcast, all of a sudden they had, you know, thousands of followers right off the bat. It took work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing to keep in mind in your situation is it just takes one, right? I mean, if you impact one person and they impact another, right? I mean, it doesn't take a lot for you to really bring about change. Right. So million dollar question, Chelsea, what do you ride? I ride a 2014 Street Bob. Street nice. Bob. Nice. Oh, yes. Street Bob. I know someone that used to ride a Street Bob. I used to have a Street Bob. You do, do you have the one? What, the 2014, is that the one? Does it have two headlights on it? No, that's the Fat Bob. Oh, that's a Fat Bob. That's right. That's right. You're a stupid dumbass. Look at look at her correcting me on, on the I was going to say, you could have thrown, you, you thrown a dumbass there. That's a fat you, Bob dumbass. You that would have been, been <laughs> yeah. great. You should, yeah. hey, in fact, pow- you should the, have. The Let's power try of that. editing. Try that again. Just go ahead, Chelsea. Say, like, the fat Bob dumbass. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. The power of editing. <laughs> Dustin will find an audio clip. He'll throw I've it in there. I've already got one of mine. Yeah. 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 How long have you been on, on a bike as a rider? Um, nine years and I'm 28. Wow. Oh shit. Cool. Wow. You've been doing it for Man, a minute. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Riding longer than old man winter over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how if or how or if I would have survived riding in my twenties. I'm, I'm kind of glad I waited till later to a little more, uh, mature about things, especially since I got, you know, family, wife, kids, all that sort of thing. But who knows? It could have been different, but maybe. I used to have the one drink per wheel rule, <laughs> but as I noticed, I just said one drink. I didn't say how big that drink was. And that, and that wheel just continues to turn. You know, you right? know, you could always come up with an excuse, but so, yeah, you know. So if you were if you were in a if you were in a car, you could drink four schooners. I could drink four like twenty four ounce beers, no problem. Right. Right. You weren't, so, a, you weren't like a semi truck driver. Yeah. I would just keep, I would just keep flowing. Just keep it flowing. Six I can remember years later. Many a day. Scary, really. Yeah. 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 So okay, so tell us more about how you got into motorcycling. I thought you said your parents rode. Yeah. Um I grew up with my dad my whole life. Um I mean, he has had bikes my entire childhood. Um he bought a brand new 2003 Ultra Classic um, straight from the dealer back when, you know, Harley didn't have so many bikes on their showroom floor, ordered it. Um, and he still has that bike to this day, would pick me up from school. Um, and you just get too old to ride on the back of your dad's bike. I mean, 
we, I don't know, this culture is just so deeply rooted in my blood, like going to bike events. Um, in 2004, my dad rode to Sturgis and it's just, it's, it's, it's just in my blood. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around people who just decide to do it. Um, I mean, good for you, but I, for me personally, I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's just different for me. You've just been around it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Ryan, you're kind of, kind of feel the same way. I mean, you grew up with it, so it's just, it's just part of your life. Yeah, I did too. It's just yeah, something as as something you do. On the I, I was on the back of a bike as soon as I could reach the pegs. That was the rule. You had to be able to reach the pegs, and then then there you go. So, yeah. I had a my, my old man rode when he was younger before he had my brother, and I had two uncles that rode. One that still rides, so kind of in my blood, but not the same situation you you've been through. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I actually am one of the people that just kind of started doing it. So you didn't it's, know anybody growing up, Brittany, that rode. You just one day goes, like, I'm gonna fucking ride a motorcycle. Kind of. I mean, how it really went is you guys know me. I have anxiety, so I freak out about no, stupid stuff. Not at all. Girl. So <laughs> I got like, so to be honest, the, f- the first time I rode on a motorcycle, it was actually an, uh, an ex-boyfriend. And he, him and his friend had sport bikes. And they were going to go out, and they were like, you should come with. It's it's a lot of fun. You might enjoy it. And I was just freaked out. I was like, what if I don't like it? This is going to be terrible. And um, that was it. I mean, I wrote, I as soon as I calmed my nerves down and I was out on the road, then I think for the next, like, two weeks I kept asking, can we take the sport bike? Can we go, can we go take the motorcycle? Can, I just, can we borrow our buddy's helmet again? And he's like... Dude, you can't just take someone else's helmet. I'm like, why not? He's not using it. It's a backup, you know? And then, I don't know. That's just, it, I feel like people have said in the past that you either like it or you don't. So you're like, you, you just, you end up doing, going on a bike once, riding on your own once or whatever. And then you, you either keep doing it or you don't. I've known people just the same way. It's like they get on it and they're like, uh, no, not for me. And that's fine, you know, more room for me. (laughs) (laughs) And and Chelsea, is it, is it true for you? Because I I know it is for me once, once it was in my blood and it was there, it never went away. And and I don't ever imagine a time in my life where it's not going to be there. Oh no, never. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, my, my daughter, in fact, asked me the day she goes, she, you know, it's those those weird questions kids ask. Yeah, I have an eleven year old, and she's like, she's like, Dad, I bet you if you got into an accident, and you had to choose if you lost an arm or a leg, you'd pick a leg, wouldn't you? And I was like, Yep. And she goes, Because you can still ride a motorcycle with two arms, but you can't, or with without <laughs> with only one leg, but you can't without without two arms. You have to like, get have to get yeah. one of those automatic goal wings. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, I'd have to get a trike. I'd, I'd have to get yep. a trike. Get you a can I have to balance it. Get yeah. Tony's, get Tony's. Can <laughs> yeah. mm. automatic. Actually, I wrote a manual one for the first time. It was pretty fun. It oh, was the, t- the Daytona Can Am Spider. A lot, lot of horsepower. I hmm. could say a few things about that, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I might trigger so, so some of the youth out there. So, so have you run into situations now, Chelsea, where you've been out or you've been at an event and you're, and you're, um, you know, kind of displaying your stuff or whatever, and then somebody comes up to you and, and they, they have something to say about your, your decision. Have you, have you had that happen to you at all? Um, not really. Um, just people, I get weird responses sometimes when I'm like, Oh, are you sober? They'll be like, for now, or somebody asked me if I was the cops. I'm like, can you not read my banner? You know, so. You haven't had any keyboard warriors confront you online about this, have you? I don't. don't That's good. No. Mm -mm. Because people could be dickheads online, but they they, they won't have the balls to say anything to your face. No. No. Well, I think we have a few more Discord questions. Yeah, we should hit them up. We can get to. Alright, Discord friends, FTB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5DirtyBikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. Do you use Discord at all, Chelsea? 
I have never heard of this application. Okay, it, it's it's an online chat server. Like we have one for the podcast. We have I don't know between seven and eight hundred people in there. Oh wow! And it's just a place you can go to and join. And it comes in really handy when we have our event every year because we give up to date information on what's going on at the event, or people can do little meetups, plan them there or just have a discussion about all the threads. Yeah, that we have, we have a lot of different categories in there. And it would be great. It's a great platform for, you might want to look into it, Chelsea. It might be good because yeah. it's like an online forum and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool. like going yeah. back to the Yahoo chat days. Yeah. Perfect. It's very common in the gamer society. It's a community yeah, the platform. Like Actually, Tony's right. I, I would definitely, um, it's something you should look at for yeah. what, for what you're doing because it's, yeah. and you can, you can have it where it's private. Uh, or public. Well, I mean, you get some people in there and, you know, they ask questions or need to talk to somebody or, you know, just want to know how to get started. You know, it'd be a great place to do that. The best part about it, it's fucking free. It's fucking, if you want it to be. Ours is free. Ours is free. Ours Ours is free. A lot of people charge. And we were just thinking, why the fuck would we want to charge anybody to talk to us? (laughs) No shit, man. We would have negative people in there. We got negative five because negative four because I wouldn't be in that motherfucker. (laughs) So we got another question here from Dev RC Racer. What is some good advice for people that want to go and meet other riders at events, even though they may feel left out because they don't drink? Meet other riders at events. I don't know. See, they, these are the things that it's hard to wrap my brain around because I have, because I've been in this community for so long, I know a lot of people. So it's not like I'm building. Um, I, I'm stumped on that one. I, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's like anything else. It's like you're trying to find new friends as an adult. That sucks, by yeah. the way. No. For anybody, yeah, it, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, I think well, you just got to do it. You don't need them. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brittany's a perfect example. Like, she she took a chance just to come to one of our events to hang out. And look where she's at now. No, she had a plan. She's brave. She was she all a plan. She had a plan. I think I had a plan, but she I She was didn't. playing the long I game. I am a planner, yeah. but, I, but I didn't plan no. this. Yeah. I think totally the big did. thing on, on something like that is you got to feel comfortable going to a, a party situation or an event like that and just doing what everybody else does. Just because you're not drinking doesn't make you any different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's learning how to have fun in a situation like that without drinking is the hard part. And then once when I figured that out, I was much better at it. Right. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't avoid them anymore, let's just say. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a tough question, but I think just like anything else, sometimes you really just have to choose to go into it with a positive mindset because it's it's terrifying to do new things, right? It's terrifying Mm -hmm. to meet new people. Um, If you're going from drinking to being sober, it's scary to tell people, and you kind of just have to get into your head and say, you know what? Fuck everyone else. If they don't like it, they're not for me right now because this is what I'm doing in my life. And you're either gonna you're either gonna like me and get along with this, or you're not. That's kind of the way I roll. I and think- I know that's not always an easy thing to do, but it's just like anything else in life. I mean, you you just have to kind of get your. I think the older you mindset. get, the easier it is because you let you it give less easier. a fuck as you get older. <laughs> Right. Yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you of it like this. Of think think like... of it as something that you have to do, right? Because, Brittany, if you were terrified of new things, you'd never use a rest stop bathroom, right? But that's something that you have to do. Because I'm not sure. I, how no, the see, I, I won't use one. to come in this yeah. one, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not it's using true. one. Listen, you got to pee. You got to pee. Listen, you travel. You if, should know that, Ryan. If you if you travel <laughs> if you travel enough, like Dave and I do across the country on your motorcycle, you use a lot of you use a lot of sketchy ass bathrooms, right? Or and you do you it because find you, those you do it because you have to. plants. No, I look for I, less no. sketchy bathrooms personally, what? but you, you uh, do it. Listen. You do it because you have to, <laughs> and so you do these things because you have to. If you're going to a motorcycle event, think about it as something that you have to do. Right, you have to put yourself out there to make new friends because if yeah. you don't, you're going to be the creepy guy like Dave standing in the corner. 
<laughs> and you don't yeah. want to be that guy, right? Because they're like Hashtag they're like not the safe one. They're yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dave, you're no, taking I mean, a lot of heat tonight, Percy. It's okay. Yeah. You just I I started it. I just it was a perfect time to throw. I don't it in need there. friends. I don't give a shit what people think about me. So See, anyway. Dave's See, got the attitude coming in. It's like I could give a fuck. Yeah, have when, you, when you get older, it's easier because you know you look at your, the ROI equation a little differently. Yeah. yeah, you know, is it worth my time or effort? Fuck no, go away. That's because you yeah. have less time in front of you than you do behind. That's you. what I'm saying. <laughs> that's but, it, but that's I'm how saying. it works. That's how it works. Smart one. Uh, that's a good good business plan, Dave. I I'm gonna have to put some. I'm gonna have to think on that one a little bit, Dave. But you I think that, you know there is part of that though. I think that plays into this. Like you, you really. If you're going to put yourself out there or put yourself in situations, you really you have to be confident in yourself. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you have to 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 be able to stand up to peer pressure or if everyone thinks you're weird, that's OK. Yeah. 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 I think part of this, too, is like you don't have to go into these situations like I'm sober tattooed on your forehead. Right. Like just meshing in kind of being like a chameleon and then seeing how these people are engaging it from there. And I, I feel like that would be the best approach. Like I go to a line dancing bar almost every Friday and I'll talk to people, I'll hang out with them. Um, but I don't go into every situation or every encounter like, Hey, I don't drink. I just, right. you know, you're there for the experience. And yeah. I would say embrace that rather than, feeling the anxiety of are these people going to accept me you'll you'll get through that interaction yeah i usually don't say anything unless somebody offers me a drink you know if they want you want a drink no man i don't want one if they keep going with it that's when i'm like i I quit you know i'm retired see she just she just said something right there i would i would sooner walk down my street naked than go into a line dancing bar Oh, really? I, I mean, I connected on that because I used to do line dancing in Nebraska. And why I does know. that not shock me? Uh, <laughs> there's a short list of things to do in Nebraska. That's yeah. <laughs> Country swing dancing is so much fun. It is oh. so much fun. But I, I don't know of any bars mm-hmm. or like places here that, that have it. So you're in the South, Brittany. I yeah, mean, you're in Kentucky. Uh, come on. Don't know of any. I found like out the, recently like the that there's a. There's no a place shit, in, and in Lexington too. Right, I mean, which I is like the hub. There's a place right. near. Louisville. You have more people married to their first cousins around there. You have to find a place to be able to line dance. <laughs> Family trees there go straight up. Those are those are <laughs> out in the in the haulers, guys. Those are not in Lexington. Uh, hey, they're down in the hall. Tony's not married to his cousin, so we we drove. No. We we Tony was in Florida. We drove. We drove through from from Louisville to Lexington, and I and I saw some shit on that drive. You know those people can line dance. I mean, you just you know it. You look at that house, and you're like, that guy can line dance. I know he can. He's got that's more. That's a different kind of line they're dancing yeah. on there, Ryan. Well, hey, yeah. I'm just saying, a line's a line, dude. I see a line, I just want to cross it. That's all I know. <laughs> it's very true for you. Very true. <laughs> I think Kentucky is beautiful, but I think one of the first times I rode through there, I stopped at a gas station and this guy, he had like this long gray mullet at a gas station, just mm. walking, no shirt on, both nipples pierced. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Good for him. Is, How yeah. is his tooth to tattoo ratio? That's Tony's <laughs> so, favorite. So Chelsea, um, what, speaking of riding, what type of riding do you like to do? Well, that's a good question. That I like to do. I mean, I, I mean, it depends. It, it's hard because I am a full time nurse, but um, I mean, I rode to Canada. I rode, I did the Tail of the Dragon, rode all the way there. Um, I did Trailer to Sturgis and Daytona, but that would be on the list one day to ride there. Not Daytona because it's fucking snowing in March here when it's sunny right. there. But where, where are you, Chelsea? Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, right on. So um, you have your opportunity to live that out coming up in July when we are having our FTBM meetup uh, at Sturgis in oh. Whitewood, South Dakota. I have to go through Ohio because I'm down in Virginia. So I go up yeah. and hang a left mm-hmm. and come straight across. I can pick you up. Yeah, We can ride together straight out to Whitewood and uh, 
And you're going to drive right past me. We can just, just remember he's keep not it, the safe Keep it going. One. Yeah, he's not the safe one. I'm, I'm absolutely the safe one. Might be That's what long. people call me, the safe one. That's what Only they call you Dahmer. call yourself. That's what yeah, Dahmer yeah. said, too. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'm drink this. <laughs> no, but seriously, we would love to have you come join us at the Hell yeah. Iron Horse Inn. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's the, it's it's the week good. before yeah. Sturgis. So what's cool is you can come do yeah. that then stay and there's Sturgis right after. We're there during the pre-rally when everything's getting set up, which is yeah. perfect because you don't have all the craziness. Yeah. Right. That's that's going on. And you can uh, you can leave when that starts. Absolutely. Or you can stay like I'm going to stay. Whatever I want to like. see it. And and if you if it makes it feel any better, the uh, one of the owners of the Iron Horse, Andy, she used to be a nurse. I, I've worked in healthcare for 20 years, right? So you already you already have that connection right right there. Right? And it doesn't have to be by a it, lot of doctors and nurses. So it doesn't have to be weird like Dave, like I'll just pick you up on my way through. <laughs> Don't worry about you know, me. You can't bring an extra help. Be a friendly person around you guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys are perverts. Every one of you. Every one of you. See, I forgot to but, make the ODB shirt for FDB. Yeah, yeah, we're we're the perverts. But when I told you it's time to get sober of the midget porn, you didn't say no. You just stammered through it because I was. <laughs> you interrupted me as I was. There trying was no to, denial to yeah, say you, something. I would have said uh, no straight away. All you got to yeah, do, nope. No, I was trying to have a serious moment there, and you know you have to throw out the dwarf porn. Hey man, <laughs> little people need love too. Uh, that's right. Right. How how do you think? Where do you think Frodo Baggins came from? Oh Jesus Christ! I thought it was Dildo Baggins. Oh, that's that your you all called me for what a solid year. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Solid year. Wear a blue shirt, you'll be three apples high. Yep. <laughs> Start calling you Papa Smurf. Oh my! You should send her information about that though, or send her the link. As we start pushing stuff up, it's because it, it, it is, and we do we do really have a, a great community out there. What uh, what's yeah. the next question? We got sidetracked. Well, that's it. Bill <laughs> that, Baggins it. came up, and everything well, changed. That, that's I it. have to. Yeah, that that's it for Discord. But thank huh. you guys for submitting your questions, Chelsea. So you got a reps, uh, website, ride sober, uh, ridexsober dot com. Mm-hmm. You got merch for sale. Yep. And I also noticed this donations page earlier today. You want to talk yep. a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so the donation page, you can donate. Actually, let me pull it up so I don't tell you inaccurate information. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I was thinking the right thing. So um, earlier this year, my um, good friend Sam passed away as a result of addiction. Um, and she is such an amazing soul. Um, she was a big part of my recovery journey. I was a big part of hers. Um, and you know, when she passed away, she, I remember her saying, she's like, take me for a ride on your bike, take me for a ride on your bike. And she made such a huge impact on me, um, that I decided to, well, one of my merchandise, the, uh, sober as fuck beanie, 10% of proceeds go to where, um, the sober house that she was at and the Ed Keating center, which is a, um, recovery center. Um, and you can also, if you don't want the hat, just make straight donations. But, um, yeah, it's just keeping, you know, her name alive and also helping others. And I think so far we've donated, I think, a little over $70. What's the uh, website, Chelsea? Uh, RideXsober.com. Ah, that's what I was missing was the X. Yeah, so everybody get over there, make a donation. Buy some merch, support what Chelsea's doing because it's a, it's a good thing you got going on. And also check out check her out on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Do you use Facebook a lot compared to Instagram, or are you just more toward the Instagram part? Um, more Instagram, definitely. Yeah. That gets a lot more traction. Um, yeah. But I mean, I actually just started a Facebook group so other people can post sober events going on because, I mean, I'm in. Cleveland. So a lot of the events that I post are in Cleveland. Um, a lot of people reach out. I've got a, like a, a lot of following in Texas and they're like, what other things are going on in Texas? I'm like, I don't know. So hopefully that grows and more people connect. Um, that's yeah. been a big thing is people reach out looking for other sober riders in their area. So hopefully this grows and connects more people. And like we said earlier, discord might be something that would work yeah. well for you. I would yeah, definitely I would check into great. that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think you you one of the point 
points that you made earlier that I want to continue to reiterate is that um, you don't have to be, um, you know, your version of sober is your version of sober. So like Chelsea said earlier, so you can still support the community and, and, and not be, you know, you can support the community and support people's decisions to be sober and not, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm sober, but I'm also not addicted and I'm not an alcoholic. Right. So, but I, but You're I'm just very, a dick. I am a dick <laughs> for sure. I'm totally a dick. Right. But I can still support my friends who are sober. So you can still support the community um, in, in that way too. So don't think because maybe you like to have a drink after work or on a Saturday that you can't support a sober community. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, there's nothing, there's honestly nothing different that we do that like, we still do all the same stuff. Like I hosted a sober bike night with a local recovery center. We did the bike night things The we did a ride in bike show, tricycle races, slow races. Um, I mean, we still have fun. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, Chelsea, want- do you have any other events coming up that you're going to be at or anything like that you want to promote? Um, I do not, not for this year. Um, I'm not sure about next year yet where I want to hopefully do a camp out and a ride also, um, again, unfortunately, with being a nurse, it is not super conducive to uh, right. events. Okay. So. Well, keep us keep us in the loop. Let yeah, us know what you got going on. We, we'll share it. You know, that's what we're all about. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And some of us are close if it's in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're going to be at Fuel Cleveland again next year, I, I'd love to go up there for that event. Did you uh, happen to see the our bike when you were chatting with I didn't really walk around that much, mm-hmm. so I don't think I did. Um, I mean, just like ideas circulating in my head. Um, it'd be cool to have like like a sober hangout spot at something like Fuel. Like, I don't know if um, you guys know, like Axel Co. She did a female-only yeah. writer's hideout at Born Free, and that was awesome. So, like, something mirrored like that. Yeah. That would be cool. Does it? Uh, lowbrow puts that on, don't they? Or is it somebody yeah. else that puts that on? Fuel, yeah, lowbrow. Yeah, lowbrow yeah, low does that. Like Tyler does it. Yeah. it. Mm-hmm. The owner of, like, I've had so many amazing companies back, like my bike night, and the owner of Lowbrow, Greg, is one of them. He, we sat down at Fuel and he talked to me for, a, I don't know, a good 10, 15 minutes. So he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We had Tyler on the, the podcast. Event. Super good dude. Mm-hmm. Really, really good dude. We haven't had many dicks on the podcast, actually. Usually you have one here every week. What do you we got, about? Ryan? So you know, if we judge everybody off that, nobody's a dick. So he's like the supreme dick. Supreme dick. Yeah, he's the supreme dick. Can we get to that Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell supreme dick. All right, there's the graphic oh, for the right. podcast. Yeah. I'll have it. Wow. wow, the supreme dick. Just put a dick in a taco shell. Yeah. Just Ryan's face sticking out of a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Maybe that should be your Halloween costume this year. The Supreme Dick? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, a burrito. Dress up as a burrito. What Dustin just described. Uh, oh. Wow. That yeah, does that remind was... me. We got we got we gotta think of something strong for Halloween this year. It's coming up. I know. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't have any ideas yet. Do you all my vote we skip it? <laughs> what? No, DB. We're not skipping Halloween. I'm not we, a fan of Halloween. We uh, we live all over the country, and so we usually do like a Halloween, you know, Halloween Live podcast stream. where we where we dress up, um, and and everybody gets a good laugh, you know, at my expense most of the time. You uh, chose it for yourself. I did. I did choose it, and it, it happened. So last you know. year's. So I guess it was two years ago. Ryan dressed up. He cross-dressed. He dressed up as Kim with blonde hair. Oh, boy. And um, last year, was something I thought to see. I, mm. thought I would run up him or one-up him. Run up him. I don't don't run up me. Don't run up him. Listen. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. No. I thought doesn't. I would one-up him. And so I actually was counting on him to dress up again and cross-dress. And so I dressed up as Ryan. And nobody knew I was going to do that. <laughs> It was yeah. a good it was surprise. Fantastic. So she had a nice homemade beard, and it was really. It was I really still great. think that the 
the dick sweater for Christmas was the best. I do I have that still. That, that was really great. Maybe too. I'll add stuff to it and just change it every year. I don't know what, you don't like Halloween. Dave's just a, a holiday downer. It, no, I'm, I'm not a holiday downer. It's just I don't I don't like fabricated stuff and I don't like things that take a lot of effort. Well, there's nothing down. left. He's down. <laughs> well, there's like, nothing left. Tor- Tony's glory hole costume took about three minutes. Yeah. yeah. So Tony, yeah, Tony, yeah, Tony came up. Cardboard Tony came up with a, a perfect. <laughs> and, and every year he just adds on to it. It's a piece yeah. of cardboard. You know, it, with a with hole a, cut in it, and he just wrote glory hole on great. the front of it, and he put it over the front of his microphone. You the know, greatest that, costume ever. But having to put all and and now I'm really screwed this year because the party place that's near me closed, so I've got nowhere to run to last minute just to buy shit from to Amazon. Don't spare just the Halloween yeah, pop up everywhere. You don't have to put anything. Yeah. God, yeah, I thought they were in every <laughs> single town. Go to a Goodwill. You get a costume at Goodwill for nothing. I used there to enjoy go. Halloween until my wife told me I couldn't scare the kids anymore when they would come up to trick or treat. Remember how he said he's not the safe All one? the kids are in therapy now. Yeah. Going to Uncle, yeah. Uncle Dave's house. You can you can uh, just just get like a just get one of those little boy puppet things, set them on your knee, and then change your name to Uncle Percy at the bottom, and your costume's done. <laughs> I was thinking she probably didn't appreciate you dressing up as Santa Claus and sitting out on the front set. Yeah, wasn't Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, we try to have fun for Halloween. Except for we Dave. Do. Dave just is here. I just go along for the ride. <laughs> I like Halloween. As long as the kids don't come around. See? <laughs> <laughs> and the little fuckers will. Even when you've got the porch light turned off. See? You know? Porch light holiday. is off. I'm watching a football game or whatever. God damn, Dave. Go buy a bag of candy and put it in a bowl, man. First one to take effort there. Okay, there's no football game on Tuesdays, so what else is your excuse? Right. I'll come up with something. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> Dave, just put a plastic bag over your head and then you can be a bag of dicks. <laughs> what was that the, un- the what was that the un- unknown comic or whatever it was from that 70s show? Yeah, from the Gong Show or yeah, whatever. Yeah, from the Gong Show. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Gong Show. Oh, that's an idea. That wouldn't take a lot of effort. Just don't use a plastic bag. <laughs> They gave me an there idea, was, there was a little bit of intent behind that, but I mean, you know, whatever. That's what I <laughs> I gotta find my glory hole costume. <laughs> it won't take much Jesus. effort to create a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you ought, you ought to do the the whack a dick game and put your head in it as one of the <laughs> just have them come out like this. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Uh Wow, that's just not a line you hear every day. I gotta find my glory hole costume. <laughs> <laughs> Do a whack a dick and wear a turtleneck. <laughs> well, Ryan was talking about trashy highway bathrooms earlier. So, Dave, Dave or Tony, you guys could dress up as a uh, uh, this. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds worse than how I pictured it. You could just put some used socks. Or towels on and be a male's room while he's maturing. Oh my yeah, god! What? I don't know how to say it without it sounding. I know. Weird. I know what she means. I know what did she well, say? I'm Tony? glad you two know. I don't yeah. understand <laughs> this at all. <laughs> that at all. <laughs> the engineer Tony, you're always oversight. talking you about. You engineered that joke, Brittany. <laughs> uh, Tony, you're always talking about how your kids. You find towels and socks oh. and you don't oh. touch them. You no, tell you them do to not. throw them out. You either throw you them away up as or that you pick them up. As what are you suggesting we do? <laughs> dress up as a giant sock that's been masturbated in, Dave. That's <laughs> oh, what she's no, talking dude, about. That's just, you know. Brittany, all you had to do was say No, it. just a kid's room. Where's the just, kick her out You put a whole bunch of them over here. That's like the most. That, we can't put that on the podcast. <laughs> what? That's what? gonna. That's gonna. <laughs> Tony goes. What? Man, what can't dry it and there? scratch yourself on it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I apologize, Chelsea. I'd like to say we're normally not. She like knew this, what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a Actually, nurse. This is fairly tame. Yeah. I'm sure she's seen like emergency crap in the ER. That you know. Oh. <laughs> no. Are no. you an ER nurse? No. Um. I was an inpatient psych nurse for a year, and then I just took a job in pre-op and post-op. So 
but before that I was a nurse aide in the ICU. So ICU, I've seen a lot of gross things. Um, inpatient psych, I've seen a lot of um, behaviorally unstable people. Um, and now I see people who just need colonoscopies. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so have you ever seen that show, Sex Put Me to the ER, or whatever they call it? Good God! Um, <laughs> that also reminds me of the Way show. Way to be, Uncle Percy. Yeah. <laughs> of which one? A Thousand Ways to Die. Mm. I feel like those could cross over. No, oh, yeah. no, no. That one was kind of gross. But the Sex Put Me in the ER is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm just one minute away from that. You guys have never seen that? <laughs> <laughs> Dave looks coming at me at any like, moment. No. It's it's never going to be me because that requires way too much effort. <laughs> well, right. Chelsea, thank you very much for putting up with our bullshit tonight. Oh my god, this is the highlight of my night. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was it was good talking with you. It was. it was nice to meet you, and you incredible thing that you're doing. Thank Everybody, you. make sure you go check out ridexsober.com. Give Chelsea a follow on social media. Go buy some stuff. Make a donation. Support what she's doing. Until For next sure. time, you guys. This is Five Dirty Bikers. We'll talk to you next week. Keep it Later. Free. Buy some merch. Following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media, find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers. <laughs>